BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Doug hates candy wrappers, screaming baby sticky seeds with 50 ads and popcorn kernels in his teeth. There's still not one that he won't see, cause Doug loves movies. Hey, 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 everybody. My name is Doug, and I love Stouffer's French bread pizza. Hashtag not an ad. I really do. This is Doug Loves Movies. Coming to you once again, under less than ideal circumstances, for another Homes Alone edition. It's Sunday, June 21st, I'm pretty sure. 2020, I'm guessing. And my guests today are Jay Sanjasekar, Kim Cogden, and Chris Cubis. Hey! Hello, hello. Hey! <laughs> Kim? Hey! Hi. I'm here. I know, it's... It's weird. It's like uh, nobody knows uh, when to talk necessarily. So I'll introduce I'm you. Praying. I'm praying my family doesn't get involved. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'll introduce you individually and alphabetically so you know it's coming, starting <laughs> with, hello, Jay Sandra Sekar. Wait, Doug, I thought we were going to do it alphabetically. Yeah. What about Matt Belknap, or is that not? Oh, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I see. I see. <laughs> Doug, I've already corrected you incorrectly. So, hi, <laughs> happy to be here. <laughs> I doing? was like, I was like, in what world does CH come after CO? I had no idea. <laughs> in my <you>. world. <laughs> uh, how's uh, your world treating you? We, you could, you could go uh, no uh, picture if you want. We, I like to do it like radio style. You don't so want to see my video. You can remove video if you want to. Stop video. We just have to trust that you're not cheating over there. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. Okay, I won't cheat. Okay. Um, how's LA? LA's good. LA's good. Uh, I have been, um, you know, if you saw the video, you could see that I've been growing my hair. Um, I've been, you know, really, I've just been writing and just sort of writing and, and waiting. You know, I'm, you know, the same as everybody. I'm good at wearing masks, all that stuff. Oh, you're good at it? Well, I mean, I've got it, you know, I just plop that sucker on. I got them everywhere in my car and in my, in my pockets. I'm, you know, I'm good at it. <laughs> I'm good at it. 
Well, I appreciate that, and so should everybody. Also joining us today, it's Kim Congdon, alphabetical. Hey. Oh my gosh, what's up, you guys? <laughs> Doug, I'm excited um, to be back. Honestly, I didn't think it would happen. I'm, I've been so bad at this. Oh, um, well, you know, that's the thing, is it's like, I like doing a movie trivia show. I like having people on that are really good at movie trivia, but most of my friends are not great at it, and I can't insist that they be. So I just have to have them on the show anyway. I was on your show about science, and I, you know, I don't know shit about science. That's true. Neither did we, though. <laughs> well, you didn't have to admit that. You wore lab coats. <laughs> Uh, Every time I do this show, I'm like, oh, my gosh, you know, I think I don't know enough about movies to do the show with Doug. And then every time you ask me again, I'm like, maybe I smoke just enough weed to keep doing it. Yeah, you might. The weed might put you right in the zone mentally (laughs) and you'll be good. Um, I I, I do have some bad news, though. We have one of our better players here today. And I would like to say greetings to Chris Cubis. Hey. Uh, we'll see how better I am. I'm like three sangrias in, so we'll figure this out. Oh, oh that's perfect. Drinking. I'm jealous. Yeah, I'm what? in my own house. What, what, what else <laughs> am I going to do? <laughs> uh, why aren't you drinking, Kim? Well, I'm drinking a pineapple juice. Um, I mean, that sounds fun. Because I just smoked a blunt, and I felt like a juice sounded better than a beer. Oh, yeah. Man. Soothing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Good call. Trying to, yeah. You know, I'm trying to. How is is Austin, Texas, Chris? Hot. It's good, though. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's good, man. You know, we're still in Texas, so we still have a fair amount of like, you can't tell me what to do. I ain't wearing no mask, idiots running around, but like, for the most part, everybody's pretty respectful and have to like sneeringly look at maybe 10% of people in stores. So I'm doing all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I always wear sunglasses and a mask. So like I can't even shoot faces at people. I just have to really, <laughs> give, it, have to really give it to them with my body language. <laughs> I like what you, yeah, yeah, yeah. I try to not be too aggressive while wearing a mask as I am still in Texas. I'm trying not to get shot, but otherwise yeah. I did yell at some one night full on yell, but I was walking in the home Depot and they have a big, there's a lady out front checking to make sure you're wearing your mask. And she's just on her phone while like four people walked in without wearing masks. And I was just like, well, what are we doing? What are we even doing here at this point? And then she yelled at them and it became a, it was a whole thing. You're out there doing your part, Chris. I appreciate it. I'm trying. You. I'm trying. Yeah. Um, so we're going to play a game uh, coming up here in a little bit. But uh, before we get to that, uh, I've been finding that everybody has different ideas and opinions of stuff that's, um, you know, good to watch, you know, movies in particular that are, you know, everybody seems to have a different idea of what they want to see dur- during this time while all these different things are going on. Do any of you have any particular movies to recommend that are, you know, either an all-time favorite of yours or more something that's in the moment? Everybody's thinking about it. Yeah. 
I've been or, watching, or we've lost connection with everybody. I've watched a movie a night for about the past twenty-eight, uh, and I listed them. Um, but I finally ran into one that I wasn't quite so into, which is uh, Capote. I've been, uh, you know, I was really excited to watch uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. But I just, uh, you know, movies about writers are, you know, I like that one, Barfly, but uh, I think I'm having a hard time with this movie about this writer. I know Writing is hard. Writing is a hard thing to depict because, like, you know, writer's block is the most boring thing to look at. Yeah. Every writer has it. And it's like, how many scenes do you need of a guy, like, you know, putting paper in the typewriter or refreshing his page? Tony Depp did a good one with a writer, right? A long time ago. He was a writer in the woods. Is that Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas? Oh, yeah, when he was Hunter Thompson? Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's a fun movie. It's not really about writing, though. <laughs> it's more no. about schizophrenia, which is like in the same vein as being a writer. Yeah, and a lot of drugs and alcohol and stuff, too. Yeah. I watched Cool Hand Luke recently, which uh, uh, I thought was terrific. Again. Really? Okay. That's, you know, that's the classic where the guy, uh, where they have the egg-eating contest, so that's where I check out. <laughs> <laughs> is, it the e- is it the eggs or the uh, like overeating? What makes you? Oh, check that's out? interesting. You should say that because I bet you like some items. Competitive eating doesn't bother me as much as it does with eggs. <laughs> <laughs> like, like if there was competitive sour patch eating, I could probably watch that all day. You know, like uh, you know, red vines or something like that. Mm-hmm. But but eggs, oh my god, it just makes me sick. Just like I can't watch that scene in Rocky where he drinks all the eggs. And here's the weirdest coincidence that I that this even came up, but I watched a movie called, do you guys know a movie called Tampopo? I know it. I haven't seen it. Mm-mm. It is, um, basically, it's like a ramen, uh, instead of a spaghetti western, it's a ramen western. It's just like a lot of incidents and situations that all revolve around dishes of ramen. <laughs> 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 and uh but there's a scene where a couple passes a uh cracks open an egg and then narrows it down to just the yolk and then they pass it back and forth between their mouths in a very sexual way <laughs> and uh, it, it, uh the movie's very charming and fun but that scene made me uh made me unhappy how is it a whole charming and fun movie and where did they just slip that scene in that weird scene well, because they just this one couple, it's a bunch of vignettes that all have to do in some way with uh, ramen. And the main storyline is a lady trying to open up a ramen store. And there's another competing ramen store across the street and them trying to steal recipes from each other and that kind of stuff. But it goes off in these weird directions. And one of them is it just keeps revisiting this couple who uh, do lots of sexual things revolving around, uh, uh, you know, traditional... Uh, ramen items. Okay. (laughs) But that was recommended by Emma Arnold, who told me that she had just watched it recently with her kids. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, she's like uh, trying to feed them like a baby bird. You just kind of pass the egg back and forth to your kids. 
the, yeah, they do some weird stuff. I don't, I don't even need to go into it. But but the movie really is as fun, and it's it's just got these weird sex scenes that just sort of come out of nowhere. Um, but um, you ever heard of it, Jay? You're a big time director. You ever hear of Tam Popo? You know. I've never heard of it. I will say this, that I tend not to like movies about food. Um, and it's not, it's not about eggs, because I think I do like movies with eggs in them. Uh, <laughs> but it's more like, you know, like I, like I won't necessarily, I mean, I've made a restaurant movie, but I won't necessarily watch all those restaurant movies. Actually, you know, now that I think about it, I like Chef quite a bit. That was about food. Maybe I do like movies about food, Doug. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I never heard of Tampopo. Uh, no. Well, you no. might want to uh, check that out. And also another food one that I rewatched recently that I liked very much is uh, Big Night with Tony Shalhoub Tony and Shalhoub Stanley, and Tucci. Stanley Tucci. I like yeah, that movie, I too. Movie. I like that movie, too. Yeah, it's got two scenes in it where they just cook and don't. there's no dialogue. It's, it's just amazing. Are there eggs in that movie? Oh, I'm sure there are because the, the, one of the last scenes is there cooking breakfast, so they just whip up some eggs. Does that gross you out? No, because they just make them in a pan in a nice fluffy omelet or something, and they mm. quietly eat it. You're it's not, not grossed out by, like, uh, <laughs> the birth of an animal out of an egg, are you? Oh, man, I just saw Josh Wolf talking about how he's eaten that delicacy where you where it's the little baby chicken is, like, still – the embryo is still in the egg and you just eat it. Oh yeah. It's like uh, like Thai or something, right? Yeah. And he said he's done it a few times. I was like, Oh my God, <laughs> that just sounds so awful to me. That's horrible. Yeah. But he did it. Cause you know, he's on a TV show and they're like, you know, people love to see this sort of shit. Yeah. What, um, I, what I've watched, what I did was make a lit. I went when, when this whole thing started, I made a list of like my big holes, like movies I should have seen, but haven't seen. Oh uh, yeah. That's a I great picked, project. I picked like five. I started in the seventies and I picked five per decade and I'm kind of working my way through that list. Uh, my favorites I would say are, I watched the out of towners and it's brilliantly funny and it's perfect. And uh, Jack Lemmon is amazing. And I just love that movie. It was hilarious. Uh, Okay, let me ask you real quick before you move on from that. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's one of those movies that like, you know how Jay just made the sweeping doesn't like uh, food movies per se. Mm. I don't, I have trouble sometimes with movies where unfortunate things happen to the characters and they just keep happening and they can't, <laughs> they can't turn it around. I mean, sometimes I enjoy it, but a lot, a lot of times I get really turned off by that just because it, just feels like having a bad dream. Like the Griffin Dunn movie that Scorsese made, the- uh, Yeah, oh, uh, After yeah, Hours. After, after yeah, Hours, that, yeah, yeah. That bums me out too. Does Out of Towers have that scene where he plugs in the cord and it catches everything on fire? Am I thinking of the right movie? No. Also, there is a different out of there's a remake of Out of Towners with Steve Martin and Goldie Hawn maybe. Yeah, that's, yeah. yeah. No, I watched the seventies the one. There is not that scene, but there is a scene where he tries to steal money from a lost child in the park and then everyone thinks he's a child molester. I think what's great about this movie is stuff doesn't <laughs> stuff doesn't happen to him as much as he makes terrible decisions. You know what right. I mean? So yeah. I'm not like I don't feel like all, all this horrible things are being like 
thrust upon this guy. It's like, oh, if you just stopped being an asshole, none of this stuff would happen to you. Uh, but yeah, I, I, <laughs> I really enjoyed it. Okay. And, that, then, and I would say my saying... other favorite was, uh, was Muriel's Wedding. Mm. I hadn't seen it before. And man, like, I, like, I've always liked Tony Collette, but like, and I'm right, I'm saying, I'm sure I'm saying the right name. Sometimes I mix up uh, Tony Collette and there's another T name. Uh, what's her name? She's in, uh, oh, she's in, uh, oh, she's in, oh, not Parasite, <laughs> but the other movie that Par the guy did, uh, uh, Snowpiercer and... Tilda Swinton. Tilda Swinton, yes. I mix up my T's on that one sometimes. But no, Tony Collette is just like, just, all, just like so charming and lovable in that movie. I just, yeah. So that was my other two favorites. Of well, that. they're both, both Tony Collette and Tilda Swinton are like just incredible character actresses mm -hmm. who disappear into their roles and they never, they rarely play their own actual uh, accent that they have in real life. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, so I'll give you that one. That's a pretty uh, reasonable swap right there. I, I think both of them would be complimented. <laughs> Um, what I about you, Kim? Saw, oh, go ahead. Okay, what? I also saw California Suite, uh, which was uh, a Neil Simon written movie, and it's fantastic. Incredible cast. I mean, Jane that's Fonda the, is incredible. That's the one where uh, I think both Maggie Smith and Michael Caine got nominated for Oscars, and, and Maggie won, I think, for Supporting Actress. It's a hell of a movie. I mean, Maggie, Maggie Smith, for fuck's sake. I mean, just yeah. she's just amazing. And it's basically like just a funny play that they filmed. So the actors are all great people, uh, you know, saying good jokes. Yeah. Walter Matthau's in that one, too? That's right. That's oh, my God. I yeah. love him. Okay. Richard so I'm in. Fryer, I want Fryer and Bill Cosby. That's right. What a crazy-ass movie. I'll watch that again for sure. Yeah. <laughs> wow. All right, Kim. Yeah. What are you um, thinking? What have you uh, have you been watching anything? Uh, so that helps? I, tried to, I tried to. I got really into scary movies during quarantine. Mm -hmm. I tried to watch a few scary movies that I because I never watch them on Netflix. I feel like you can't find any good scary movies, um, and I feel like they're all pretty much the same. But I watched this one might be. This is old, and everybody's already seen this probably a few years ago. But I just watched. I just watched The Witch, and oh. it was really good and really scary. And I've told so many people that if they like horror films and they can't find anything to watch that one because that one really got me. Well, that's interesting that you should say that because you know the guy who made that movie got you know continued to have more acclaim with his next film the. Um, the, what is it? The lighthouse. Oh, I haven't seen that. And, um, man, it's, uh, it, it's really different from the witch, but you could still tell that it's from the same crazy ass mind, but it's mm -hmm. less of a, less of a horror movie and more of just a psychological, uh, you know, just watching people melt down in, in seclusion. So maybe you shouldn't watch that right now. Oh, and there was another one too that I watched that was super weird. It was uh, it was called like Fifty Two Platforms or something weird like that. Oh yeah, the uh, platform. The platform, yes, that one. Yeah, that speaking one. of food, that's yeah. the uh, that's the movie where all the leftovers just get sho shoved down, funneled down in the 
uh, to a different platform to like the yes. poorer people. You're right. You're in like sort yeah. of a prison and the higher ups get the first food and everyone on the below platforms should get the leftovers and people start like spitting in it and pissing in it. Yeah, that is the that is the grossest one that's uh <laughs> that's that come up weird so far today. I feel like I was clutched or something. That's a whole movie? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's like a dystopian future thing. It's kind of like, you you know, you saw Snowpiercer where all the different rooms of the train were represented class. This is why kind of they flip it into make, making it a building and a big part of it is the food. So that's, it just, I'm grossed out just thinking about it. And while I think it is kind of an important thing to think about how the poor are treated, I, I could still do that while after reading a, uh, a description of that movie. Right. Yeah, I, don't need, I don't need to torture myself with that movie. <laughs> right. It was one of those movies um, you watch and you're like, you know, I should put something happy on after that. That's when you watch The Witch again. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. I mean, that The Witch is just so encompassing. Like, I didn't like it, but I didn't like it because of how what a great job he did of right. just making this uh, horrible, uh, you know, like it just felt very lived in. Like all the none of the actors seemed like movie actors or even stage actors. It just seemed like they were these fucking people dealing with this witch situation. Yeah. Which yeah. did you guys know that that was the working title for the movie? They decided to go with something scarier, but it was originally called the Witchuation. <laughs> <laughs> well, that about wraps up the uh, movie roundup. You guys gave us a lot of great uh, recommendations of uh, things to to look out for. Uh, out of towners from Chris and Muriel's wedding. I really do want to see Muriel's wedding again because, uh, like. You know, Tony Collette looks very different from, more different in that movie from a lot, many of her other performances, but that was the first time I've ever seen her. So, you know, I haven't gone back and seen, uh, you know, just how crazy different she is in that movie. Yeah, I had never seen it. And like to see that as her debut, it's like, oh, I get why she got to be in everything because she's just like tremendously good in that movie. Yeah, I was doing like the like putting on weight thing for a role for a part Four. before she was even a star. See, that's what's interesting is like going back and watching it now, I was like, oh, she was just like, I, I don't want to say heavy, but she's like, I mean, that's part of the character is that she's like a bigger woman. And I just thought like, oh, she kind of started as that and has since gotten thinner. I didn't realize that she was like putting on weight specifically for that role. It's really interesting. Yeah, I think she was already being, you know, quite the uh, character actress. But also, mm. you know, don't quote me anywhere on that because maybe sure. she was, <laughs> maybe she did just, you know, decide to lose a lot of weight after that. But she's she's definitely, uh, you know, been different in, in many different ways, and yeah. is always great. Um, what about has anybody seen Predestination? No. Mm -hmm. It stars Ethan Hawke, and it's a time travel thing, as I understand it. I haven't read too much about it because I like to go into these things as as cold as possible. But a lot of people have recommended that to me, so that's still on my list. Of, is, it, uh, is it an older film, or is it is it the one? Yeah, it's it's, it's it's older. You know, it's probably between the time when people kind of cared about Ethan Hawke and now mm -hmm. when they 
probably don't care much at all, but as much, I don't know. He, he, he's made so many movies and lately he's been knocking out some really good movies and really good performances, but they tend to be like, you know, a lot of uh, independent films, but this one just comes up a lot amongst movie lovers because it's a time travel thing, but that's another genre that I like go into very suspiciously because I really don't need to hear a lot of talk about time travel. I know that it doesn't exist and uh, <laughs> the movie will, the movie will make it happen. So let's just go ahead and get to it. You know, that's what I like about back to the future. They sort of explain how time travel works, but that's not what the story's about. Right. You know, the story is about the, you know, a guy kissing his own mother. You want like basically to be like, let's get in the time machine and jump in it and go. Yeah, like hot, a hot tub time machine. <laughs> you know, I want it to be practical. I want it to be a twofer. I want to, you know, massage my back with a pulsating jet and go back in time. This conversation was exactly how hot tub time machine was written. <laughs> uh, yeah, I do not disagree with that. All right. <laughs> it's time for our commercial break. We go to a quick commercial break, and uh, when we get back, we're going to play a new game that's a sensation sweeping the nation, according to me. We'll be right back. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cash back. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. We're back. <laughs> and we are going to play. That was a short break, right, Jay? Oh, yeah. I expected it to be a little bit longer. Yeah, I didn't mean to, to catch you off guard with how amazingly short our commercial breaks are. But, well, uh, you know, it just speaks to the quality of that commercial that you just, I was totally wrapped and I was like, wow, has it passed that quickly? I'm into it. Right, because it was probably even more than one and you didn't even notice it. You know, yeah, right? they all blended together in three one different thing. ones, but they were all so compelling. Oh, there were definitely three? Uh, maybe two. And I can start <laughs> to say, it's, let me jump in my, uh, let's so jump back in my time machine and listen to them again. It's so hard to know for sure. Um, have have you been? Uh, what's your uh, you know uh, weed situation during this this situation? Well, I you know like I said, I watch a movie a night, so and I start them at about one or two in the morning. Um, oh. Once everyone has stopped watching the Kardashians uh, or whatever it is, uh, uh -huh. or, the, or the house fixing shows. Uh, uh, then I go uh, out into the... You're living with monsters. I know, I know. Uh, <laughs> and then I go outside alone, as usual, and uh, smoke on the street, and then I walk, walk in and watch my movie. Uh, a new movie every night. And you never... Have, have you fallen asleep during any of them? Yeah, I fell asleep during the second attempt at Capote last night. I, I you know... <laughs> You I, really have it in for Capote. A little bit. And and my friend Clifton Collins Jr. is in the movie. 
Yeah. I, I texted him when I first, I sat down to watch the first 30 of it. And I'm like, you're in the movie. And he goes, yeah. And then I watched the second third and I fell asleep. And now I, I'm not sure how to, you know, go. I guess I got to watch the third third and say, hey, I saw it. He's great in it, but it's a boring movie. He is good in it. He is good in it. I just, uh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. It's it's not my favorite. <laughs> I love Philip Seymour Hoffman, you know, and I love how good he is at playing that part, but I agree. You know, I don't know. I, I almost feel like, uh, yeah, I just don't. Uh, and I really love the follow-up movie from the director of that film. I, I, I'm a huge fan of Moneyball. I love Moneyball. That's a great yeah. film. And so maybe give Moneyball another, maybe give that another run uh, this uh, in the middle of the night while you're high. I'll do it. Okay. Um, all right, Kim, how are you doing over there? What's your weed situation? My, my marijuana situation. I've been mm -hmm. smoking it. Um, <laughs> um, I'm with, I'm with my parents right now. Uh, oh, at my parents' house. I've been here for three months. Things are going great. I have this new, like, 15-year-old attitude again. Um, and they smoke weed, so we all just smoke weed together every day. Wow, oh, that is amazing. Yeah, it's pretty nice. I love that. It's, it's like, I guess the only problem with the weed in my house is, like, we're fighting over, like, whose weed is whose and oh. who's sold a lighter. It's that kind of thing. So it's not too bad. <laughs> that sounds like heaven to me. Uh, pets? Any pets? My sister has a Rottweiler named Ooh. Sensei. Who's okay. a nightmare because he's seven months old, but he's the size of a full-grown dog. And um, he's just ruining everything I own. And he's bigger than me, so I'm scared of him. Well, don't let him uh, eat your phone. Right. Or, or your computer. Truly all I need. Chris Cubis. Uh, shout out to my weed guy who will remain nameless for obvious reasons. But uh, when this whole thing started, uh, when the quarantine started, he just started giving free weed to everyone he knew who oh. was like service industry or artist or whatever. So every Wednesday you would just get a delivery package of like, here's some edibles and some weed and like maybe a, a vape cartridge or whatever. We'll get through this together. Uh, so I got pretty stocked up early and then I've just been riding that wave for a while. It's been pretty great, honestly. Yeah, that's a terrific deal. And I, I feel like I know who you're talking about. And that's you probably, uh, you almost certainly do. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, anybody I know, all of my best weed connections in Austin came through you. So, yeah, fair uh, enough. <laughs> uh, all right, cool. All right, so it sounds like we're all in, in pretty good shape to sit around and play some uh, uh, silly trivia game. And yes. um, there's this new game that I introduced a few episodes ago that, uh, you know, people say, play that again. And so <laughs> I go, okay. And uh, – because uh, I enjoy it. It's called Popularity Contest. And you don't need to be popular to win this game. You just have to know who is. <laughs> Turns out, when you look at the cast list for a film on IMDb, Internet Movie Database, you can click on just, you know, let me see the whole cast. And then they put the cast in order. Sometimes, you know, they have different 
uh, ways to, to list everybody. Usually it's just by actual billing in the movie. But then you can click on list by popularity. And then it will take the movie cast, the entire cast, no matter how big anybody's part is, and then put everybody in order from number one down to the last person in order of their popularity on IMDb. That's so fun. How weird is that? It's so mean. Like nobody should have to <laughs> know that they have access to find out what level of popular they were in a movie there or a TV show that they're in. <laughs> but there you go. And there it is. And I've found it. I'm obsessed with it. And, uh, Here's how it works. We play three rounds. Jay's going to go first in the first round. Kim in the second. Chris in the third. You each get to go first once. I will name a film that I looked up on IMDb. And then each of you will get one guess. And, of course, you'll get to hear the people who guess ahead of you. That's why we switched the order up so everybody gets a chance to, to uh, you know, I guess in every particular spot. Um person who gets the person if you name someone that's the top billed person you get three points the second most popular two third most popular one point we'll play three rounds and i have a tiebreaker tie prepared does that make any sense to anyone i think so yes yeah oh, chris is a yes as well okay here we go Starting with you, Jay. And, you know, like I said, you could all three pick the same name if you agree. You know, but if you want to try to play strategically, that's up to you. Uh, who are one, two, and three, or better yet, I should just say, try to name the number one person in a motion picture called Super Troopers. <laughs> Ooh, that's just hurtful. Wow. <laughs> Okay. I know, I know Jay, and I know his his ego. I know he doesn't really feel like he necessarily should be number one, but there's a part of him that probably knows he deserves to be. Let me ask you this, because <laughs> I've been thinking about that movie as you mentioned the uh, uh, game, and I was like, he would never be so cruel. But there you go. Um, let me ask you this: Is it? popular after everyone's seen the movie right like the people go like it's the film i feel like it's i i feel like it is current imdb searches determine a person's got it, got it. Okay. popularity on there i think it's not it's not how famous they were going into the movie okay. no and it's not just an overall you know and it, it changes probably from day to day because as things change, different people get, you know, searched on IMDb for, you know, probably various reasons. Okay. And you want me to go one, two, three, or just one? <laughs> no, I just want you to name who you think is number one of the cast uh, of Super Troopers. Kevin Heffernan. As of right now today. Okay, you're going with Kevin. Great guy. Been a guest on the show. Fortunately, doesn't listen. Kim, what do you think? Oh, my God. I don't know. This is so hard. <laughs> <laughs> this is fucked up. Um, but you could just say Jay, and, you know, he'll he'll at least get that. Get I'm going to say Jay, you know why? Because I believe that. Thanks. Thanks, Kim. You're welcome. And I really mean it, Jay. Thank you. Uh, Chris, I, what do you think? 
All right, so just to make it interesting, <laughs> isn't isn't Jim Gaffigan in that movie? Yes. yes. Oh, I'm going to say Jim Gaffigan. Dang it, I, I want to change mine. <laughs> okay, I appreciate Everybody can have a chance to change, but I appreciate well, Kim, I have a, I have another one. I'm curious where he yeah, falls because I mean, he's like an actor-actor, but... The guy just won the Emmy. I mean, Kim, if you're going to change it, there's also a guy named Brian Cox in the That's movie. That's who I'm oh, thinking yeah. of is my back of my other guy. Brian Cox. Damn it. I'll stick a day. <laughs> I think that's a good choice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why would I bring this game up? I'm not bringing this up to make you feel bad, Jay. Oh, <laughs> Doug, you, you, you'd have to do a lot harder things than this to make me feel bad. Okay, good. Good, good, good. Um, in fact, I love it. <laughs> I mean, it's weird. I think now that you know that you can do that on IMDb, you might do a little uh, uh, search because it really is, I think, based on in a very mo in the moment sort of way. So coming in at number six in the movie that you directed and starred in is Jay Shandisoga. <laughs> <laughs> You're the sixth most popular person. Oh my god! Wow. <laughs> I'd like to quote Doug and say, "I didn't do this to make you feel bad." Wow. <laughs> and you tell me that, and then you say you might want to look yourself up on some of these movies, right? Well, because <laughs> I, I'm just saying, it's uh, it's kind of it's fun to do. I've done it, and the results are not they're not they don't make me feel good but it's still, I still find it interesting. And like the, the fact that you're six to me, it, you know, cause this is people looking you up on IMDb probably before they watched a movie, not right after watching it. You'd be number one or two after, right immediately after watching it. You know what I mean? Right, but their memory uh, fades away with time. Yeah, yeah and they're just- this episode comes out, it's gonna go back up. Yeah. All right, they, right. They, oh, that'll be interesting to see. If everybody search Jay, uh, search all of my guests on, my, on IMDb and let's try to move them up on all these popularity lists. Score up so I win. Yeah. <laughs> uh, coming, but this is you guys will see now. I was also trying to show an example of how random and weird it is because number one, I mean number four, worth no oh, points, five. but still, I'm, I'm just skipping around because we, oh, we, we don't have a lot of time. Got it. Uh, <laughs> And that's why I told you to go check, take a look at it, because then you can find out who, not, who was one above you, but not mentioned by me. Um, fourth was Jim Gaffigan. Mm. So that was a great, a great pull there to, to even remember that he was there. Uh, three was uh, actress in the movie Marissa Coughlin. Yes. Um, what do you think she's been? Has she done something recently you think that would uh, make people go, hey, let's go find her? Mm. No, she hasn't. She's in uh, Minneapolis, and she had some children. And but she's she's been writing, uh, and she's uh, seems to be making moves to get back into performing again. But lately, no, she doesn't have something that uh, would bump she, her. She wasn't super. Above me. She wasn't super troopers too, though, right? Yeah, so was I, though, Doug. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's these are these are you're you're absolutely right. Uh, number two, I, I think you'll be tickled by this, Linda Carter. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah, Wonder Woman. Nice. People are always looking up Wonder Woman every day right now, I'm sure. sure. Yeah. Sure. All, all the variations of Wonder Woman. And then you also, 
hit the nail on the head when you said that, of course, Brian Cox just won the Emmy for Succession, so he's the number one most popular person in Super Troopers. Uh, so we don't even get any of the top three slots. You didn't manage to, but None of the I, think top four slots. I think you will in, in other rounds because I think now you know how arbitrary and weird it is and how cruel, to be honest. Yeah. I will tell you <laughs> that I'm not going to check it out on IMDb because I'm convinced someday my uh, Google searching is going to be made public, and I really – don't want to be, I don't want to be seen looking up my how popular I am. Uh, okay, are you guys ready for round two? Yeah. I don't. I don't mind if you're not. Uh, first, Kim gets to go first. Okay. And uh, I texted you before the show to mm-hmm. make this game even. Uh, more fair because, of course, you know, Jay knew who everybody was in Super Troopers. Right. Um, I asked you, Kim, to name a movie that you enjoy very much, and you said The Truman Show. Yes. So who do you think is in the top three, or, you know, who do you think finishes number one of the cast of uh, that? Uh, that's a movie I feel like I need to revisit, The Truman Show. Um, okay, obviously Jim Carrey. Is in the top three. Yeah, he's he plays show, right? <laughs> and uh, fuck, what is her name? Uh, <laughs> his crazy wife with the dimples, the blonde lady, um, who pa- plays Meryl. She was in an Eddie Burns movie, wasn't she? Uh, 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 she's um, she's ah, oh, she's fucking um. She's like a nose arc. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can tell you the name, I guess. Laura Linney. Yes. There you go. And I don't know anybody else's name in that movie, I don't think. I just so, yeah, so it sounds like you have to pick one of them or change your guess when you hear what everybody Oh, I just pick one? Okay, well, definitely in the top three is Jim Carrey. Okay, you're going with Jim. Sorry to throw two out there. I got confused. No, that's okay. You're, You're, you know... Showing us your work. Right. I've seen four episodes of Ozark, so I'm here. <laughs> uh, Chris, what do you think? Well, if we're basing it on who's been Google searched more recently, I feel it's like IMDb, Ozark. It's, it's IMDb search, so it's not. IMDb really... searched more recently. Yeah, but yeah. like you're going to be searched more recently if you're in the zeitgeist kind of doing stuff. So yeah. I, I'm leaning towards Laura Linney for Ozark, but also Giamatti's in that movie, right? And like Billions is running around. Uh, let's go. Let's go, Paul Giamatti. All right, Jay. What do you think? Well, the role that Paul Giamatti played, I was pretty sure John Cusack played, but so I was about to say John Cusack. <laughs> uh, I feel like he was in that control room somewhere, but might have been. His friend, the one in, uh, what's that movie, Entourage, in, in the TV show Entourage, uh, Jeremy, was Jeremy Piven in that movie? Um, I, so now you're thinking a movie you thought John Cusack might have been in would have Jeremy Piven in it? Was that <laughs> how widespread John Cusack's love? <laughs> I think it's, it's gro- I'm thinking of Gross Point Blank, maybe. 
there's a there's a lot of movies where if uh, if John Cusack is involved in some way, Piven's got a part. It's pretty remarkable. Yeah, I'm gonna. But this, oh, this he what Cusack was not in Truman Show. Oh no. Uh, well, then that leaves me with Laura Linney because honestly, mm. I I really only saw it once uh, and uh, I enjoyed it, but I I only remember Jim Carrey. Yeah. That's so uh, that's what happens. I mean, that's why I want to revisit it because I also remember, you know, uh, like the world was, they were all disappointed. It wasn't funnier, but that wasn't the point of the movie. You know, it wasn't supposed to be like a knee slapping comedy. It wasn't supposed to be like Jim Carrey's other movies, but it was still had Jim Carrey in it. So it was, it was a tough adjustment for people. And they gave awards to the supporting actors uh, coming in number five, Ed Harris was nominated for Best Supporting Actor, I believe, for it. Uh, and he was fifth, and he's the main guy in the control room. And fourth is Paul Giamatti, probably because of the uh, Showtime series he's got now. I'm not sure why number three is number three, but I'm very happy for her. Holland Taylor. Oh, yeah. Uh, is third in the most popular for Truman Show. Uh, she's a great actress that's been around for a while and uh, I enjoy very much. Uh, but let's get down to do doling out some points. Uh, Jim Carrey is listed second. Mm. So that gives Kim uh, two points for that. And for Laura Linney in the number one slot, Jay gets oh. uh, three points. Boom. Laura Linney. Yeah, that, that yeah. Ozark is pretty huge, I guess, I'm thinking. It is. And people are like, let's see if she yells at any other uh, white guys in other movies. Because she gives it to uh, Jason Bateman pretty good sometimes on that show. Oh, really? Yeah, he gets uh, he gets their family into quite a pickle. <laughs> <laughs> She's not particularly happy about it a lot of the time. Uh, what are you going to do? <laughs> um, all right, so uh, let's do one more round that uh, Chris gets to start off. Coincidentally, it has no points, so this is, a, this is an important round for you, Chris. Um, the film is the one I asked you about on the phone today via text. A favorite of yours, Big Trouble in Little China. And I feel like... It has to be Kurt Russell, unless like, <laughs> unless James Hong died recently, or like the dude who played Egg Chen got Me Tooed or something. It just has to be Kurt Russell. So Kurt Russell, final answer. Chris's final answer is Kurt Russell for Big Trouble in Little China. What do you think over there, Jay? Well, th I appreciate the. Uh... Uh, information that James Hong was in the movie. So. <laughs> oh, I was going to use that. Hey, I bet you were. I bet you were. But I'm going to use it. James Hong. <laughs> oh, come on. I voted you number one. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, you were way off on that. <laughs> okay. And you you could, you know, you could say any one, any name that's already been said. You don't have to uh, come up with your own. Oh, you don't? Just which one you think is number <laughs> one. That's the important thing. Well, I'm going to go, Chris was very confident when he said Kurt Russell. So I'm he really go. was. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go on that. He was quite confident. Um, this is another interesting one. I, I enjoy this game. I, I hope others do because it's weird. Um, oh. Coming in at number four, 
for Big Trouble in Little China, the aforementioned James Hong. <laughs> who was alive and well, but the uh, fourth most popular person in that film. Yeah. But number three is a real head scratcher, a uh, curveball, if you will, but I guess it makes sense. It's the director of the film himself, uh, John Carpenter, Carpenter, okay. Who appears uncredited uh, as a worker in Chinatown. <laughs> 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 uh. So I feel like that's the, the most fleeting of glimpses that you get for John, from John Carpenter in that movie. Uh, and then. Um, uh, in second place, the actress who co-starred across, uh, uh, opposite mm. Kurt Russell in the, you know, uh, that part was uh, Kim Cattrall well, yeah. from uh, oh. Sex and the City fame. And number one, of course you were right, Chris Cubis. Mm. Finally, justice prevails. Uh, <laughs> Jack Barton himself, Kurt Russell, is number one. Uh, for Big Trouble in China, which means that Kim Cogden wins this game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, see, see how things can turn around when, uh, when the host of a game show wants everyone to have a chance. <laughs> <laughs> Quarantine's not that bad. <laughs> uh, great job. I'm very, uh, very happy about those results. And, um, What's a, is there a good, um, what's the most quotable line in Big Trouble in Little China to you, Chris? Uh, you've got uh, probably the exchange where he says, uh, uh, he'll join Lem Lee in the hell of being cut to pieces. Hell of being what? Chinese have a lot of hells. Well, what the hell is Gracie Law doing here? And then Kim Cattrall walks in looking all hot. That's memorable to me because I had the wildest <laughs> crush on Kim Cattrall as a child. Because Porky's and then this. That's all yeah, I she was a very attractive lady who they made, uh, you know, get to uh, nude scenes from time to time and <laughs> work, worked a lot. And then, uh, yeah, and then she capped it off with uh, all those years of Sex in the City. But, uh, yeah. I remember her from my childhood uh, as well. And um, God, that, that movie, it's so funny because he just, it's just like, it's such an, a, a thing unto itself. Like I knew that when I asked you to quote something that whatever you said wouldn't sound like, you know, like anything. it would make any sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just like, it's really, it's, it's its own special world. It's really weird. And, uh, um, were you there when I interrupted it? I think I did an interruption of it. I was not there for that. Oh, shit. I'm sorry you weren't. Oh, someone else was a big fan of it, so that's why we did it. And uh, But I wish I'd have known you were a fan, too, and that you were in whatever city we were when we did that. Sure. <laughs> um, and um, now's the part where, since you won, Kim, okay. uh, I tell you what your prize is, which oh. is that Kim Cogden can come back on – this show, Douglas Movies, any time that she wants. Oh, my God. Thank God I need yeah. to Yeah. And uh, Chris Cubis and Jay Sandra Sekar, it's been very nice to know you guys. <laughs> wow. So this is it, Doug, huh? This is it. This is it. I, had to do, I have to pare the numbers down somehow. I don't have enough. I don't pay for enough phone power to have too many friends. <laughs> <laughs> 
I uh, can't wait to see can't wait to see all of you again under uh, different circumstances. Does anybody have anything uh, specifically uh, specific you'd like to promote? Start with Chris. Chris. You can check out my podcast, Cancelled. It's been a little bit on hiatus, but it's coming back this week. Uh, you should keep an eye out for that. But there's a, like a hundred, like a couple hundred episodes. Uh, we watch TV shows that only cancel, uh, lasted one season, so you can work your way through that if you're looking for something to listen to. But that's about it. Oh, you know what I'd like to see you guys do if you haven't done it already is there was only one season of a Netflix show called Girl Boss. We have not done it, but it's on the list for sure. I like that show. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I've heard. I haven't watched it yet, but I hear it's like kind of like. Yeah. You know, the world just wasn't ready for a female protagonist. <laughs> <laughs> Kim Cogden, what what's uh, what's going on with you? Do you have any like uh, stand up comedy sets coming up? Um, I'm doing a couple spots. I'll be um, I'm doing a spot in Florida, which is crazy. I don't even know if it's actually happening anymore because Corona is uh, coming back again. But I'm doing side splitters um, July 22nd. Um, and if that's still going on, I'll keep everyone updated and you can follow me on Twitter at Kimberly Congdon on Instagram at Kim Congdon and check out my podcast, broad topics, T O P I X on iTunes, YouTube, and the gas digital network. Awesome. Thank you for being here and thank you for being a winner. Thank you for letting me win. <laughs> <laughs> it's truly an honor. <laughs> Uh, Jay's uh, just hanging out, writing, and watching a movie really high in the middle of the night every night. Uh, yeah. Anything else to promote? Well, I, you know, I wrote a novel uh, called The Wild and the Tamed, uh, and I'm, I'm getting close to, uh, you know, to, to, to making it happen and getting it out there. So I've been, I've been working on that. Oh, great. Will you come back on the show when it, you know, like comes out or whatever? And we'll For sure. For sure. The wild and the tamed. Yeah. In what, in what world does it take place? It's like, um, like a suburban sex uh, thriller kind of thing. All right. Yeah. It sounds like a title that really, really nails it. Yeah, I'm really happy with it. Because that's, that's suburbia in a nutshell. It's like, oh, those people over there, they're pretty tamed. Oh, look at those wild people. Uh-huh. You got it. I don't even have to let you read it, but yeah, that's it. <laughs> Please let me read it. Thank you once again to Chris Cubis, Jay Sanjasekar, and Kim Congdon, and we'll be back. Uh, uh, we're going to cut back to one episode a week soon, but um, I, I've got a, a second podcast is launching soon that'll uh, also be weekly, so um, look forward to that uh, happening. And Getting Dug with High is... Uh, we're not sure when we're coming back. We're hoping to do one Tuesday, but uh, it, you know, it's all uh, it's all up to uh, COVID and science and uh, public opinion, I guess. Uh, everything that's going to happen uh, at this point. Ready, Matt, with the end music. I close every show with a different line from a uh, the closing line from a different movie. As always, good night, you princes of Maine, you kings of New England. Now it's time for Doug to watch another talkie. Eyes of gold, his viewing prowess makes him cocky. There's no room in his heart for you, cause Doug.